think if we go around the table. And an artist you played that you think people need to look into, Sean? Um, well, I, and you said not to state the obvious, but, you know, I'm not sure where your uh, your fan base is coming from, but I played something off uh, Frank Zappa's first record. And I think that's one of these things, uh, artists that you can hear that's like, oh, you know, that he's like gimmicky or what, or it's difficult to listen to. And it is, and it is. But it's, uh, I think it's worth the effort to uh, tap into Frank. So that's that's what I could recommend. And you? Scott? My, my recommendation is a record I got from the library that I don't know a lot about and I just saw and had to buy because it, it, it was not buy but borrow. Punk Dada Pokritude is the band and it doesn't say when it's from or it's the, the label is uh, Feeding Tube Records at 221 Pine Street, number 141 Florence, Massachusetts, 01062. So that's some, well, that's some good information. I think we right. forgot to mention that the song you played was "Any Other Way Would Be Different." Correct. That was yeah, then yeah, then Uri, Uri G. Yeah, what was what was the zip code on that? <laughs> Uri G. Christ. <laughs> your recommendation of an artist that you know. You know, I, I happened to find myself in uh, North Middle America the last couple of weeks, and I noticed a lot of like pre-teenagers with Dead Kennedys t-shirts on. Yeah. Probably saw three of them. Purchased yeah. from Hot Topic, no doubt. And I'm just like wondering, are kids out there listening to Dead Kennedys these days? No. And if they're not, then they should. So go they, see. They go have seek that out. at um at Walmart. They sell yeah, that T-shirt. Right. And well, it's, it, do no. they know it's in relationship to John F. Kennedy or Robert? It's time for some Call Me Tim, and it is. But I'm going to play one I recorded with Pancake yesterday. So thanks for tuning in if you're listening to some Call Me Tim. And it's going to be one from the other day. Let's see if I can figure out the audio on this. Hey, thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. If you're out there, we just had a lot of fun calls. Talked to Lizzie Stanton for a while. Talk to Nathan. And let's see, where is it here? Thanks for. Here we go. Corona, some call me Tim Pancake. We recorded this on Monday when we were hanging out. So enjoy. Mutiny Radio listener. If you're out there. When you hear the trippy music, you know what time it is. It's time here on Mutiny Radio to talk about the universe and things. Um, some call me Tim. Here we are on Some Call Me Tim, a special Monday edition, coronavirus, Monday, the 16th of March. I'm joined by Pancake. Hello. Hi. It's me, Pancake. Oh, 
this is the show. Some call me Tim. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. And we talk about why you don't kill yourself. No, other things. Uh, I have you look <laughs> deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, and then I ask first, uh, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, not this uh, caricature of Jesus that I see before me. Not this, uh, not this is like white stoner surfer Jesus? This Sparkle surfer Jesus? He's so airbrushed. Um, yeah. It's perfect. He th- this could be the cover of uh, a People's magazine. Oh yeah. Still, um, and I wish they they s- they put in the effort to make it sparkle on the covers. <laughs> but um, if it was sparkle. flat, and just what I see now. I have a, I have I believe a, I have in a, Jesus. I have a beard fetish, and I think it all comes back to this Jesus here. <laughs> I think this it all comes back. It's baby hair. It's like yeah, just newborn. I want to stick my fingers in his little goatee there and just kind of grab it. <laughs> Those lips, they're grab too rosy. Mm. Rosy lip Jesus. Those eyes are so piercing blue. So do you think Jesus was the son of God? He must have been. He must have been. Well, you believe in miracles? Aren't we all the son of and the daughters and children of God? Sure. I mean, if you if you be, if you be, I mean, depends what you think God is. We're all the children. <laughs> God hates us right now. <laughs> God no, coronavirus. He, he loves us so much. He's willing to test our faith. Ah. Yeah, he loved us so much. He gave us his only begotten son, and whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. Is he out on the bottom of all of the in and out cups? Is in and out going to close? Oh, my God. I An institution. I need to go down to Zavol today and get all the burgers. <laughs> Are they going to close churches? They already have closed churches. The chicken spot? Oh! I don't know. And the Are house of worship. <laughs> they're gonna. You know what's funny is they're closing down the house of worship, and they're probably keeping the chicken. Oh man! Isn't that funny though? If they're saying all essential jobs is working at McDonald's an essential job? Y- right. They're all. What is an essential job? Uh, you know they should close McDonald's and like leave real food restaurants open, but. They don't have, like, there's no sanitary team at every restaurant. There's no sanitary team anywhere. <laughs> I don't know where. Well, but they're saying sanitation is, is that's um, essential. So do you believe in heaven? Do I believe in Or heaven? let me back up. Do you believe in an afterlife? So let's say COVID-19 takes us all down. And I was very close to ego death. When I uh, took a drug that would give you the sensation, the same sensation that you would feel if you were dying. Why would you do that? (laughs) Why would you? Why would you want to do that? Because that's the end, right? It's a little practice run. We've talked about this a little bit, yeah. And um, there's something. There's something after. 
I want to go ghost hunting so it can be like confirmed that like our energy can be so is so real that it can stay in a place without any shape or form and if that's true then there's got to be something to and there's an afterlife yeah i've seen ghosts or well th if if there's no time time is is all time is is before and after simultaneously then there's no afterlife there's just life, life. so because because they may have been in a body at one point, but they're still inhabiting the space without their their, their vessel. Corp their corporeal form. <laughs> um, yeah, big big words from Benjamin in the corner. Have you ever seen ghosts? Have you experienced? Have you experienced? Uh, you know any of that? You just you believe in it. You want to find them, but you've never seen I them before. Seen? No. But you can't see air. Mm, that's true. Um, you can see particles if you like have them sit still under a microscope. Um, we can look at light move. We used a camera to take a picture of light particles moving through air. So yes. Um, what was the question again? I was saying, have you ever seen a ghost? Oh, um, no, but I've experienced a weird happening, if I may. Yeah, please. My friend had moved to South Dakota into a small college town called Vermilion City. and uh, Well, I call it Vermilion City because it reminds me of the Pokemon. Uh, it's a town in Pokemon, uh, the video game. Vermilion is a word that means green and pretty. Oh. Yeah. It's a color, it's too. It's a color, yeah. And um, it, it's a college town, so it's full of old people that are retiring or college kids and maybe families, that small families. But um, the only people that would go out at night are college kids coming home from the bar, right? And... I saw a couple instances because I was just off of a main street, and um, some some things happened. I was only there for a month and a half, but I saw some really aggressive, toxic masculinity following a young, innocent, um, aspirational woman, and having uh, the whole house like get this guy to to walk the other direction for like 10 minutes or or just like wait for her to go you know home um yeah drunk college kids but um it was like a mini canada there everything was mostly peaceful <laughs> and so we left everything unlocked cars doors to houses everything one night. All right, so we're gonna listen to music because you're probably bored of me and Pancake talking. Oh, 
but we I know it's fine. No, I'm saying them. I'm saying them, the people out there. It has nothing to do with you. Your microphone isn't even up. I'm just saying if you're listening to mutinyradio.fm, it's Some Call Me Tim, usually, where we talk about God and stuff. But, you know, we've been talking about that all day long anyway, so. Some music that isn't, that doesn't suck. Listen, they wrote a book in your life, right? You think anybody will read it? No fucking doubt. Let's make history, homie. Hi. You know we brought the hoes, clothes, and money bowl to the table. No fucking doubt. It's time to manifest this. We the flyest, nigga. Bring it to a hole, you know? Gangster, nigga. Niggas better watch your back, it's so cold. Pinky ring shine, so act like you don't know. Bitches in heat, the niggas that got dough. We the flyest gangster.
niggas recite to impair the V. We both hard hit, just like Camacho and Vargas. Who's the target? Now watch how we close the market, motherfuckers. Niggas better watch your back, it's so cold. Pinky ring shine, so act like you don't know. Bitches in heat for niggas that got dough. We the flyest gang What you don't got is my natural glow. Counting out stacks and macking out hoes. Your leg torn off, whole head blown. I was selling bills before I sold a ringtone. The whole hood knew my number like Mike Jones. Yellow bone and she dancing in a pink thong. She asked me, can we make love with my mink on? I call my amigo plug, now nigga back on. Track the trailer full of scrum, it's my backbone. I used to sell half an ounces out of trailer home. I seen friends turn to foes cause the paper gone. I had to cut the mama off, now we back on. They think I'm still selling soft like it's back on. I was gone for a minute, now it's back on. I'm self-made and independent, yup, black on. I had to cut the mama off, now we back on. They think I'm still selling soft like it's back on. I was gone for a minute, now it's back on. I'm self-made and independent, yup, we black on. Gucci man, a menace. And it's back on. A honey grunchment at the dentist. Hold up, I'm not even finished. I'm the realest nigga living. I'm the best that ever did it. Here's a message to my critics. Fuck your bitch, go get some business. I just bought my bitch a Bentley. I'm lying, I bought my bitch a business. My wife said she worked 20 millis. We drive a Lambo through the city. I think I'm Rumbo with the semi. I had to cut the mama off. Now we back on. They think I'm still selling.
self made and independent. Yep, black on. I had to cut the mama off. Now we back on. They think I'm still selling soft like it's back on. I was gone for a minute. Now it's back on. Self made and independent. Yep, we black on. They got me way down in 
listening to Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. This is the flat black plastic show. All this plastic that is flat and black and full of grooves I bought today. All of it was less than $20 for all of it. A lot of little records, a lot of big records. And uh, the Country Bear Jamboree from Disneyland is the big one because I spent a lot of time in there. So here it comes. Please donate money. say hey everybody you're listening to some call me tim we've been sort of in and out live today we're waiting for your call 415-550-0511 i was playing a a little thing of me and pancake that we recorded yesterday but then sam was like let's play music and then he took his things away and it's fine (laughs) (laughs) took his toys away here we are. I took a dude. phone call, an important phone call. I did. I took an important like phone call from my Mutiny Radio compatriot, uh, my buddy who basically without her, the station doesn't exist, uh, suggests she's the savior. In my phone, she says, suggest the savior. <laughs> she is. No, because um, the station was falling apart, and she was one of the people who was like, I got your back, and she's had my back for years and years and years and years. So, Can you put a number on it, more than five? Uh, since twenty, well, since longer than twenty thirteen, but since twenty thirteen, she's definitely I couldn't do the station without her. So, wow. her and Richard Kiss are both like 
really, really important people that I never pay <laughs> that do it for free because they love it and are amazing Support people. Support the arts. Pa- yeah, they're patrons of the arts for sure. So thank you. Shouts out to Richard Kiss, our tech in Las Vegas, and out to Suggest. She's out there in Oakland right now running the books and being awesome. And then I'm here right now with Pancake. Yeah. And we're keeping the phones open 415-550-0511 tell us we just had a call we just had a call but we missed but it. we missed it sorry i was on a important call and now we're waiting we're but i could for take you. it if you continue to teach me oh yeah i'll show you whenever anybody calls back i'll show you how to make that happen there's just and it's number 20 here it's yeah it's the one marked phone that you can't see because oh. the world is falling apart and the entropy well in the station is great um it the station is actually the best um, symbol of entropy when people don't understand what entropy is, like kids or whatever, and you're trying to teach them science, and they're like, what's entropy? And usually they say, well, imagine a pile of sand, and as the sand changes over time, that's entropy. Well, that's not the best example. The best example is in this space <laughs> that things start out the way they are, and then more people come in, and then they don't restore things, and things fall apart very quickly. So entropy is the scientific study of how things fall apart. Okay. And the station is a great symbol of that. Oh, I see now. As, of, of things starting out the way they're supposed to be and then falling apart. It's a symbol of entropy. And I try to maintain it, but it's almost like you, you're holding a huge pile, like a sand dune. You're trying to pile it all together and keep the pile, but there's still pieces there's still entropy it's still gonna degrade over time needs a spring cleaning oh in here yeah Yeah. oh my god things that were art pieces have fallen by the wayside and and been destroyed uh some uh damage has been taken just looking around (laughs) you know people bump into the walls and the pieces are too low but the ceiling, hey, the ceiling's an untapped it's market. There we go. I could start stapling up there. This, um, There's a box behind us that's very scary, and it. I have a really great scar on my back from the third annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival when there were too many people in here, and I was trying Whoa. to move behind people without asking for help, and Those I took jagged. a huge gouge. That's took a, a huge gouge out of my back, and I have got a great scar from it. And every time I see it, I'm like, ah, oh, the stew got me but it was it was a year where and it's and I was like I'm fine I'm fine and that still was bleeding and I still have a big you know mark on me but it's it's a reminder of how I need to ask I could have asked someone to move politely out of my way but I was moving really fast in the studio freaking people out that's how I got my back injury yeah I didn't I didn't you know assert myself yep we were, t- we were uh, the caregivers become the the care ease. Mm-hmm. Well, I've learned a couple of lessons this year. One, complaining is not asking for help. Two, hmm. I have to ask for help before I need to complain. <laughs> yes. Three, <laughs> I don't need anyone's help. I can do it on my own. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not. That's the old Pam trying to. And I'm, I'm also trying to learn how to not freak people out with my energy because it gets really ebullient and it scares people. And I, I've known that for many years. Mm. But um, now I'm trying to keep that 
keep the scary energy under wraps. That's I've just to keep me going. I've been seeing you wear these uh, skeleton gloves. Because I'm freezing my ass off because their government is fucking with the weather. <laughs> no, it's I'm just the bay. <laughs> it's just the bay. Hey, the bay's trying to heal itself. Tell us what you think, 415-550-0511. Are they messing with the weather callers? Are they messing with you? Are you okay? Are you alone in your house? Did they do the earthquake in Utah this morning? 5.7. Is God speaking to us now? I sure hope that he's got something nice to say. Or uh, keep it to yourself, God. <laughs> you know? If you haven't don't have anything nice to say, keep it to yourself, God. Lock it up. Remember remember those old days? <laughs> you know, anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Oh, no, it's kind of a boring world. Those days are long gone. The words can break your bones now. <laughs> all the fairy tales. In in San Francisco, they they put in this uh plate they, they put in place all these um suggestions, heavy suggestions to stay home, right? When did that happen? Two days ago? What was that, March sixteenth? Was that three sixteen? John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that anyone who should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. What is the, uh, That's the Bible verse. Put that, Yeah, put that on a grander scale. Can you um, uh, interpret that in, in a way that, that makes it uh, ominous <laughs> or, or splendid for everyone? Well, I, also, I don't like the idea that one person is the savior of all unless you think of it – that we are all one person, that, that we can only save ourselves. And then in that way, I'm okay with it. But I certainly don't like the idea that the entire structure of the world is based off one person that I don't necessarily know. Right. That's going to come and do some miraculous thing on a white horse. I mean, thanks, Disney. Well, we know the mind better, and we can find uh, people who would – use these times as um as a uh they, they could take advantage so i'm going to pull back the veil for the radio listening audience one of the things when you deal with microphones is mm -hmm. that inside of them is magnets kind of like icp how the fuck do they work but yeah. we at least know that when you you have to talk into the magnets if you do it like this like you are it doesn't it doesn't reach there you go oh. so you've got to point it i see there you go now we're now we're picking what you're now we're catching what you're throwing well, uh, the people who, who would take advantage in times like these can be found out at an earlier age and they can be helped. But we, you know, we, we were. I've lost you. What are you talking about again? Um, we're talking about <laughs> banding together and taking care of each other. Oh. And not having uh, this separation, this uh, tribalism. You know, I don't know you. And I can't trust you. Right. Well, in these times, we have to trust each other. We don't want to be in the dystopian um, uh, m a movie setting of the w worst times, like The Road. You can't trust anyone in those days. So In those fictional times. Yeah. How no, do no, no, I got it. Do people it. No, band it together sense. in times like this? 
Well, that's the question. Do people band together in times like this, or do they become more isolationist? And if they're forcing us to be more isolationist in our own homes and they're not letting us band together, what does that mean on a larger scale? Mm-hmm. Like, why keep – I mean, we have to keep people apart because of the virus, but is there a larger motivation for keeping people apart? And have they been planning it for a long time? Um, I, Ooh, am I – I'm a huge – well, I why do we need an iPhone 10? The iPhone 2 is just as fine. We've got to get more people to buy things. and A new car every year. we got to take resources out of the world and turn it into something so people can have everything they feel that they need. But how much do we really need? And when it comes down to times like this, like, what do you really need? And who are people, I guess it's who, who people are choosing to spend time with in these. You can rely on the basics. But my generation, we have to ask for permission for everything. We need approval. We haven't known anything for sure unless we looked at our phone and then we forgot what we were talking about in the first place. Well, that is a thing I've brought up about your generation is that we've culled critical thought from our society in that we used to be able to read texts and be like, I have a base of knowledge to, to weigh this information on. But now that information is also immediate and it just exists and you're like, oh, that's true. That's false. This is real. This is Wikipedia. Like what are – what is the real base of knowledge? And I remember because when when I went to college, we didn't have computers and they made us like read books. So the way I used to study for school is that I would take the reader and it would be really thick. It would be like, you know, a thousand pages or something. And I read the whole thing four times. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm ready for the final. Ask me any question. I'll be fine. Because I read the material and I committed it to my brain and I learned it and I chewed it up and it was part of me, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's what happens with knowledge when you really imbibe it is that it becomes part of you. But now we don't have any of that. There's no one – even when you go to college now, because I taught college for a minute, and they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't memorize anything. They don't even memorize their own work. Like when you're dealing with poets – and like I was dealing with poets, everything comes back to like my own little insular thing. But they wouldn't even memorize their own work, and they just—and it's like if you don't have—if you don't value your own creative output, what do you fucking value? If you won't memorize and craft your own language, what the fuck, man? Anyway. No, you're right. So everyone's just a bunch of walking iPhone screens, uh, getting all their information right now. What's going on? What's happening? And. Do we have anything to weigh this against? Do Does anybody know anything about, like, I don't know, history? Are we the Roman Empire? We're here we are. Bread and circus. On the precipice. Yep. Waiting for our imminent doom. Well, I, I and weren't we all doing that anyway? Is this... What else are we... What else are we burning time for? We're all... We're all, like, these little bags of skin and consciousness and we're all just burning time until we die and we used to burn time like doing important things like farming and making things and building houses and keeping shelter but now that all that's sort of a guarantee like what do we actually have to do and it's just burn time and it's interesting to watch people burn time right now like playing video games watching netflix and didn't they are they got it all in place like there's enough netflix that you could watch something forever Mm mm-hmm well, we're supposed to consume. Consume, Keep not create. Don't create anything unless it's approved by the powers that be. Uh, but that's why um, 
3D printers are cool. Super cool. And but they don't like push that on you. You have to go to like an art school, and you have to be like approved in all these things. M- well, but my friend went out of these uh, on the outside of all these and taught himself how to do all these things. Um, making music he just uh ebay is the best place right now i'm sure well it was it was we missed that window but um picking up used high-end equipment from the 90s you know to make music or make uh oh in the last 10 years so many things want to be thrown away like you said new new models of everything draw pads for 3D sketching, and um, back to the printing thing. That's very interesting. They were oh yeah, they 3D were printing. They were studying that you could use hemp to in 3D printers. That you could use that as a structure to then throw real human goo on it, and you could like 3D print kidneys. Oh, like because it because a kidney is like a filter, right? So yeah. So you could. There's all kinds of things that ostensibly, if you're using hemp as a base and it can hold like human stuff you know i don't i'm not that smart but they were studying it so we i mean it'd be neat but only rich people are going to have access to that like brand new kidneys that you just 3d print hey i'm a kidney shot 3d print me enough but with your own with your own genes or whatever with your own human stuff so that there wouldn't be any rejection issues because it would be yours they eat right they don't need they eat everything that is properly proportioned for their body because they have the best chefs and it tastes delicious. Well, I'm not talking about that scale of rich person, but like, you know, average rich people could have a 3D organ printed and they're yeah. going to live till they're 200 and <sighs> exciting stuff here happening work? in the world. You're not allowed in here. It's quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got <laughs> the suit. He's fully Sam's ready for the apocalypse. Sam's got a suit. He's safe. That's nice. He can look cute in anything. Put the, <laughs> put the hood on. Someone get that Ooh. TikTok going. Take a picture. All the kids <laughs> you know the dance. That's the new style. He's going to make the new <laughs> Corona dance. Oh. It's um happening here. I don't... I don't get uh, all the people dancing in this time of... Uh, How many suits did you get? Oh, yeah. One. How many suits did you get? Two. Oh, two. Two. I didn't want to. <laughs> that, was, that was generous. How many did they have left? Use a microphone. Oh, there were some out there, but yeah, you can infect us in here. It's fine. Oh, you took. Oh, Hank, you're switching mics now. Yeah. Damn it. I'm trying to figure out how this one works. It's. it's No, you can have it. Take it. Oh. There's. There's. I'm still. Why didn't you get wipes? We have wipes in the bathroom. Those are dry. We need to moisten them. I I don't like it when people leave those things open. You know, it just dries out like toothpaste, toothpaste uncapped, dry as a bone, moisten. 
moistened with uh, that that lead polluted water. God, I love the infrastructure in America. Call in. Let us know what you're griping five about. Five zero zero five one one. Oh, we're talking about... Uh, we were talking about entropy. The best part. And then we were talking about how all people are just burning time and that's all that's left because we don't have any subsistence, anything, and we don't have to really worry about being alive. All we have to do is about hoarding all this stuff that's already there. But we're just all burning time till we die anyway. So now, I don't know, all the things are in place that we don't have to... Like back in the oldie times, you'd be there'd be no time to waste and you could just you'd be making cheese right now. But instead... We're just burning time playing video games and doing whatever else. Vibe, learning all the new, vibe is like the new, I get you, it's like, oh my God, I'm learning all the new language. George Carlin was right. Stop the creative thinking. Keep us. Oh, do you want my, do you want my real theory? I actually have a, I I have a real theory of how this has gone back years and years and years. So I used to teach, I used to teach high school. I used to teach junior high and high school and I saw it. I saw it in. 19 eat it i saw uh, there's a knife there's a knife there's a knife it's just it's safely in the bag sam is tapping a avocado on the booth window well it's avocados are the currency of california and when knife is so cool i have cool cool knives um okay so i taught school and in 2000, 2001 actually, I stopped teaching school because I saw the incarnation of No Child Left Behind and I saw it as the systematic calling of critical thought from our education system. I saw it coming. They took away critical thinking and they started teaching to the test and they did it for a whole generation of people Mm -hmm. in the 2000s. We made them fucking stupid. And then I started teaching college at the like 2008 to 2012 and i had all these fucking idiots that we didn't teach and they had no concept of critical thought because we specifically got rid of it because mm-hmm. we want dumb people to look at their phones and not know anything so that we can tell them whatever we want and they say oh yeah that's okay because they have nothing they have no internal knowledge to make any choices based off because they have no concept of critical thought and we did that yeah, but you're really smart and you did critical thinking on your own and not everybody does that and so that's different. But like the majority of people right now are vapid as a pit of starfish and mm-hmm. you can tell them anything and they believe it because it's on their phone. They're like, oh, that's real. Yeah. If it's so in print, it is for sure real now. That's why I want to make a website that just says the most positive things. It, it's impossible, but it, it's from a news site. It's the most fantastic. A family of ten was rescued by a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all lies. There's spoons, if so you don't cut yourself. There's spoons behind. Oh the yeah, dude, curtain. that's the leading Lift cause the of going to the hospital for millennials. I actually was thinking about that on the bus on the way here when I was thinking about knives because I had a knife, and I was like, that would be the worst thing to happen right now is to actually cut yourself pretty badly and have to go to the hospital and be like. But we have super glue here, and I mean, that's I, th- I thought this all the way through. I was like, oh, my God, what if I cut myself opening, say, an avocado? This is like and the ultimate uh, workaholics episode wh- where we could it theoretically put on a show where we uh, are going through the apocalypse and we, we uh, improvise a cleaning, uh, uh, no, a sterile s- way of getting to the hospital. Pause and write sketches. <laughs> okay. This is no, except that 
Hey, welcome to my Wednesday. Every Wednesday from noon to four, I'm live online. But if you want to, yeah, hijack my show and my schedule, it's fine. Well, let's talk about, uh, what are we talking we about? Talk about? Trump? Do I'll call in. <laughs> no, someone else should call in four one five 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 zero zero five one one. It's um again. Yeah. It's just a, for me. It's just a regular Wednesday. This is where I would be anyway, talking talking to a person usually about God, but not today. Who's Our your God? He's everywhere. Who's your God? I am my God. Oh, you know what <laughs> I was just thinking. Uh, comics are professional human beings. Because we experience life and then we relay it back to people who aren't living lives. Well, it's it's also that's the Shakespearean fool. It's the person that knows the most, but that nobody trusts hmm. to know it anything. But they're the ones. They're the the true, you know, minders of the knowledge. Hmm. They're the one that can tell the emperor he has no clothes. The only person that can do that is the fool. Oh. Right? right. And they've been around, and it's and it's an archetype that's been around, like. And you go, oh, they're the fool. But they actually know what they're s saying. You can't have, like, um, you have to have perspective to have humor. So. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. Yeah. Do you want to sing karaoke? No. <laughs> Not right now. Not in these times. You don't sing with the radio. You sing on the radio. I could. I 415-550-0511. Tell me what song you want me to sing. Oh. <laughs> I have a list of them in my phone anyways. I have all the songs I always want to sing. Um, you have I a hear them library of no, CDs. I just, I just keep things in my... Um, oh. What are the genres of CDs? I have, I have all kinds of magic things I have in here. Um, I have... And you have a turntable? Well, we have YouTube, so we have access to all the karaoke from all time. I actually have 52 karaoke discs here, but I don't have the technology to play them anymore because they're all DVR. So you can hear the music, but you can't see the words because computers don't have that particular, like, in the early thousands, I invested in karaoke. You know yeah. <laughs> how it is. But I also have a computer at home that has, like, 3,000 songs, but that was before everything was available on YouTube, and it's just all there, so it doesn't matter anymore. Well, Everyone's a karaoke host. Pam, uh, do you know where the shortwave radio uh, antenna is? Somewhere in Oakland. It doesn't belong to me anymore. Oh. Stuck in the Middle with You. I want to sing that. Howard Jones, No One is to Blame. That's one of my favorite ones. Sister Christian Night Ranger. I Can't Fight This Feeling. I think that's Boston. Those are songs. More than a feeling. But um, I can't fight this feeling any longer. That's probably Chicago, actually. Um, What other songs do I have in here that I want to sing? Those are all. It's, it's just jokes and Songs I want to sing. Sister Christian shows up again. Uh, just like my ballet teacher said, we always return to the bar. Mm. <laughs> That's a joke for going back to alcohol. I hate how things are like still normal online, but we're we're at a p uh, we're in a heightened state of awareness right now. But we're all supposed to relax. Oh, I need a hero by Bonnie something or other. That's a great song. That's a good song. Um, Sam can vibe with that. Let's see. What other songs do I have in here that I want to sing? Uh, we should. You can get on that. Twitter won't let me get past asking for my phone number. It wants my fucking phone number. Here's a, here's a terrible. People in Texas are evangelicos. <laughs> evangelicos. 
<laughs> that's a joke that's in my phone. My phone is just a gross place of, because it, anyways, it's like me being drunk on the bus and I write myself jokes. Oh, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think those are all mine. Your Cow cancer steaks. You're brandishing so here's a, a concept. Here's a concept I wanted to get people to get behind. If we can, if we can make animals, gr- if you can grow like a human ear on a rat, why can't we just make cows grow steaks on themselves? Like, why don't we? Whoa. Why do we have to kill the whole cow? Why can't we like put a little tumor growth on them that makes them have cow cancer, oh. and they just grow a steak outside their body yeah. of their own stuff, and then we cut off the steak and we eat it, and we keep the cow alive? Because I like cows. I don't want to murder the whole cow just for a steak, and we don't want all those parts of the cow anyways. Every day we get further and further away from God's plan. <laughs> With. I would eat a cancer cow steak. Would you not eat a piece of cancer cow? No. If a cow grew no. a steak on they its back? No, they can splice apples and pears together. That's enough. That is enough. They can't make grapes into watermelons. I would Stop. also, But I would also be willing if they took a rat and they put cow cancer on the rat and they grew a steak on a rat. I'm fine with that, too. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm even fine with, I mean, I would be willing to... Take out my IUD and impregnate myself for stem cells to help a friend. Like if a friend needed fucking stem cells, I would definitely conceive something to specifically have an abortion to give my friend stem cells. Why not? No, you're right. You're right. At a point, to a point, for sure, we should be preserving the embryonic fluids when a baby is born so we can have um, someone... Uh, they they can live longer throughout the rest of their life because we have their their specific fountain of youth. Oh, uh, turn turn his mic up. Oh, okay. Uh, which one is that? It's uh, no, eleven. Okay, that's two, I think, and it has an on-off switch. It felt better that way. Okay, I have to find my. Oh, hair what'd you say, Sam? I'm getting serious. I'm getting serious again. I gotta put my hair back up. I still didn't hear it. Tennis elbow. Okay, tennis elbow. For for stem cells. For stem cells, just in the elbow. Stem cells for tennis elbow. Not for a heart, not for a liver, not for the large intestine. You know, every every day it gets gets closer to feeling like we should have the island with Ewan McGregor. Oh, no, I'm really excited. This this whole, um, I was thinking about Willie Wan Johnson and the 5.7 earthquake in, um, in se- Utah. In Utah. Salt Lake. Salt Lake. And I'm very excited because we're, like, on this fault line, and I feel like for a long time California is just going to sort of become an island. We're going to break off from the rest of the United States. We're going to float out to sea. Oh we're going to have a moat between us and, like, other states and shit. Oh Johnny Depp's going to be our president because he's a pirate, and we're going to get all, like, the people to – be on ships and like and it's gonna be great i'm excited and avocados will be our currency that and entertainment obviously (laughs) (laughs) well because hollywood still exists i could meet my president and oh my god the world's gonna change i it already has the i can't like why isn't anyone we can't oh my god are you heating up your water can anyone render assistance to America. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. If you have the answer, 
follow save us captain planet <laughs> super super captain fitness planet man <laughs> mm, there's that <sighs> i know you know we're uh, not allowed to interfere with people who haven't met modern civilization you some sometimes i just can't you just <laughs> keep saying words i'm like what is he talking about We're yeah. Here, he won't doesn't want to use your oh. microphone anymore. <laughs> Since he's got the uh, the special suit that he's yeah. taken off, <laughs> and he's eating the brown parts of a banana, without regard. Okay, what are you playing, Sam? You're opening Safari. First mistake, Internet Explorer. So there's things that have to happen before you you know what to do. Anyway, in YouTube. Okay. Uh, Pam. Four one five 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 zero zero five one one. Pam, call. where where do you go to uh, get your f entertainment fix? Who? What? Where do you go to get your entertainment? I read books. You read books. Most of the time. Candlelight, uh, fluorescent sunlight. No, yeah, on my. Preferred okay, lighting. so but before you do that, you have to turn off the other sound on the other thing. Okay. Thank okay. you. Okay, now. Because on the brink of the millennium, great tracts of this, the world's largest island, are still lost in the mist of time. New Guinea is located north of Australia Why and is over twice this? the size of Spain. The west is First a province of Indonesia. The east, the newly sovereign state of Papua New Guinea. Jean-Pierre Dutilleux is a Belgian explorer well, and you ethnographer. Still call us if you Since want. 1973, um, he has been part of the campaign out. to find the world's remaining isolated tribes and help preserve their rights and tribal lands. <laughs> no, this is perfect. For centuries, the hill tribes of the Owen Range People have lived in isolation from to avoid war. This probably explains why four million Papuans speak 700 languages or dialects. While most nature, tribes are known, the government announced they had just located a new one, the Tulambi, a tribe that has never been in contact with the outside world. Jean-Pierre is skeptical, but decides to verify the stories about the Tulambi for himself. Jean-Pierre arrives at the village of Uya Uya, his first stop in his search for the Tulambi. Dutilleux could end up spending months here. The helicopter may not return on schedule because the rainy season has already begun. Uya Uya is the home of the relatively sophisticated Uya Uya tribe. 
The explorers know they may be at risk of being caught up in a war. Since their contact with the outside world, the hill tribes have been fighting more frequently and more violently. The Papuan government in Port Moresby classifies sections of these highlands as fighting zones. We hire porters to carry enough supplies to last the expedition for three weeks. But as usual, no one comes forward to carry the heavy box of film stuff. The Uya Uya tribe were the first outsiders to meet the Tulambi. They say the Tulambi have never seen a white man or even the Western clothing adopted by these Papuans. If this is true, the Tulambi could be survivors of the Stone Age. In the lead is Allah, the regional government health official and language expert who first told the outside world about the Tulambi. Huawei, the village headman and guide, marches ahead of Jean-Pierre. At first, the going is relatively easy, but it doesn't take long before we find ourselves plunging through virgin jungle. It is not far, the porters keep saying, not far at all. Scores of tribes live in these highlands. Many of them had no contact with the modern world until the 1930s. That's when the first gold prospectors stumbled upon tribes of gardeners and wild pig breeders who dug at the earth with stone tools and lived in a way that anthropologists say had not changed in thousands of years. They thought the white men were either gods or their ancestors risen from the dead. On the heels of the gold seekers came the soul seekers, missionaries bearing Bibles, medicines, and a new god. Recently, the Port Moresby government has expressed concern over eager evangelical preachers pursuing tribes that are better off if they're left alone. Some of the tribes left their villages to move deeper into the bush to escape the missionaries. Once in a while, these refugees from religious zeal return to their traditional ways, only to be rediscovered and labeled as lost tribes. Until recently, the Uya Uya only knew of the Tulambi through the old stories. Things changed when headman Huawei found a Tulambi baby by the river that divides tribal territories. When he took the child back to the Tulambi village, two tribesmen returned with him to his own village of Uya Uya. It was one of the rare times that either tribe had crossed the river separating their territories. The Tulambis were spotted in the Uya Uya village by Allah, a government health official. He learned that the Tulambi were from an unregistered tribe that was about to be decimated by malaria. Allah's discovery was briefly reported in a local newspaper. Jean-Pierre read about it, and this expedition was born. Jean-Pierre wants to bring quinine, food, and vitamins to a group of people that if the reports were true, have never seen a wheel.
The leeches that slip through our clothing and into our boots are the least of our problems. We have been struggling through this green hell for days now. This is the worst I've ever seen. The Amazon is a kindergarten compared to this. Our spirits are low. It's raining harder each day. Day three of the trek to Tulambi territory. As they reach the top of the ridges, the expedition can hear the roar of the river they seek. As they plunge down into the valleys, the sound vanishes. Four of my porters vanished during the night. They probably had enough as well. After four days, Dutilleux and his team reached the river where headman Huawei found the Tulambi baby. So where do you think we are? We are, we are here and you must be here. We are, we are here. If I turn my map, I think maybe we are here. If we follow this river, there's a big River, a big crossing. Crossing there. Yes. Okay. Yes, it's going like this. Yeah. We got one block, one less double Yeah. There's a pond. It's going like, like this. It's like an elbow. L'hélicoptère nous a déposé à Ouya le dernier endroit où un atterrissage était possible. The helicopter dropped us in Ouya the last place where landing was possible. We've been walking this jungle for three days to this position right here, according to my estimate. A bridge is quickly built. Only Huawei will cross into Tulambi territory. If Huawei finds the Tulambi, I have no idea whether they will return with him. And if they do, will they come in peace or attack? We can only wait. Any European been in this place before? Norad white man come to this place. Norad, huh? Norad. Norad missionary. Norad missionary, Norad white man, Norad... Patrol government. Government officers only come to this old man. We wait now. Huh? You think they come? <coughs> yes. You think they wait? Yes. Why we have to come? I'm never walking. This place is yours. They're going to come there. So yeah. they're in there somewhere. Yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, and still nothing. Is this a bad joke or what? So where are Our food supplies are getting low. We've had enough.
Huawei returns after three days. He reports that he found only a few Tulambi. The Tulambi had been attacked by another tribe. But a small group of adults and a few children have agreed to meet the explorers. It is 1.48 p.m. when Dutuyeu first sees the Tulambi. The footage you are seeing is unedited. The only addition is the voice of Jean-Pierre. According to Huawei, they don't believe that the white man exists. But if they do, that makes me one of the living dead. When I lose my balance, they seem a little reassured. Ghosts don't fall, I guess. At this precise moment, I'm convinced that he's going to let loose his arrow. Maybe he wants to see if it will pass through my body or not. Huawei returns after three days. He reports that he found only a few Tulambi. The Tulambi had been attacked by another tribe. But a small group of adults and a few children have agreed to meet the explorers. It is 1.48 p.m. when Dutuyeu first sees the Tulambi. The footage you are seeing is unedited. The only addition is the voice of Jean-Pierre. According to Huawei, they don't believe that the white man exists. But if they do, that makes me one of the living dead. When I lose my balance, they seem a little reassured. Ghosts don't fall, I guess. At this precise moment, I'm convinced that he's going to let loose his arrow. Maybe he wants to see if it will pass through my body or not. 
They are both cheerful and frightened at the same time. This one tells the woman to stay back. They look a little more determined this time. I wonder what it means. I feel it's important to show them my peaceful intentions. Michel, my assistant, has kept the remaining porters away from the scene. And Philippe, the cameraman, is hiding about 60 feet behind me. And everyone forgets that we're still on the radio. Michel, my um. assistant, has kept the remaining porters away from the scene. And Philippe? The cameraman is hiding about 60 feet behind me. That's not cool. Uh, maybe they think it'll steal their souls or something. Yeah, yeah, I think that's... I don't, you switched them around, so now everything's fucked up. I don't know which one. That one is three, which is the one that sucks. And I... <laughs> Four is the one right. that's good. There. Okay. There should have been more narration to what we're watching, but um, the listeners should get the URL uh, in the mail <laughs> eventually. Look this up. It's called First Contact with the Tribe Tulambi. Tulambi. T-O-L-T-O-U-L-A-M-B-I. Tulambi. And this all stemmed from my tribal... Um, Experience with the ayahuasca, Satan devils. Yeah, yeah. I, I know life's gonna go on. Human life's gonna go on in the most remote corners of the world, and um, if they wanna, they they know, they know, they know what's up. All you can rely on is the basics. He's got shell beads. He's got puka shells. He sees Philip who must look like a strange creature with an eye of a camera instead of a human face. He's so serious. He's in awe. Very alert. And he's looking at the camera. He's looking right into the, the lens. We're on part two out of four. Wow. That's just an efficient tool. 
Philip has been on previous expeditions with me, and he knows these stone axes are deadly weapons. He's so enamored with the camera. Oh, something just moved. Startled him. Probably a clasp or a buckle. Satchel was just undone and it fell to the ground. This human evolution. This, this is first contact. This is human um, psyche. This is uh, what we do when we don't know what it is. My group's gonna walk over and see what's happening. I have all the weapons. I guess I'll scout it out. You're gonna need some time to figure out what's going on here. But you know what? They're the safest people in the world right now. We flew too close to the sun. Shady. He's just got kind of a, a skinny look. This one, him. for some reason, is terrified by my black bag. He tastes the salt that I brought as a gift. Oh, maybe now it's yours. into that single-use Danger. His breathing is short. A sign of fear. Oh, question. Question everything. Isolated for so long, they can't imagine anyone looking other than what they look like. I've heard that when you go to China and you're white, people want to touch you, and they like think that your hair is special or whatever. That's kind of what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but what I could do don't they have books with with books? sketches and yeah, but if if everyone you it's the same thing, Bernice. Yay said it. She's like, when I was in China, I looked like everyone. And every, all, we all looked. And if you see white people, you're like, whoa, because everyone looks Chinese all the time. So <laughs> All the time. They never break character, not even <laughs> to take a shit. <laughs> I guess I was spoiled living in a melting pot. <laughs> I, was, I never went up to someone and I was like, hey, can I touch your teeth? They're different than mine. Hey, can I touch your hair? It's different than mine. Your hair is always straight. Well, we do that to black people all the time. People touch black people's hair no, without permission. No, you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. I don't do it to Asian to people. Their hair is so I was, like, straight. 12. Right? You touched a black person's hair without consent. Not just any black person. Is it like Stevie Wonder or something? Barack Obama. Got you got to touch Barack Obama? I popped a few. No. Oh, no, shit. Okay. That would have been so a story. I'm so glad you're lying. My uncle uh, knows a guy who has a picture with Brock. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Knows a guy with Six a picture. Degrees. Just a picture. Six degrees. He photoshopped himself in, but he's a very talented <laughs> Photoshop artist. He, enough so that he actually got to meet the president. Yeah, he got invited to the White House. After the assault, I show him matches. He burns his hand as if he can't believe this is real fire. Oh, he shows him matches. This feels this like a really meeting cool. in. They smoke cigarettes? Do they know about that stuff? No, no, that's no. something in their nose. Yeah, that's something in their nose. After the salt, I show him matches. It's their coke straw. He burns his hand as if he can't believe this is real fire. This feels like a meeting in a time war. Perhaps these two lambi, with their wooden spears and stone axes, are the living ancestors of we who have learned to fly without wings, talk with the stars. And destroy our own planet. Oh. Wow. It is not a case of once bitten, twice shy. The bravest warrior wants to know more about the gift of fire sticks from one of the living dead. But he discovers the phosphorus on the matches tastes awful. He's like, let's fucking leave this place. It's arsenic. The gift of instant fire like seems either. to convince the Tulambi that Dutilleur, living dead or not, is socially acceptable, or at least is no immediate threat. With what may be one of the oldest gestures of humankind, the right hand, the weapon hand, is offered in greeting. And then he strokes and kind of is like, now you're creeping me out, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Tulambi look at Jean-Pierre's pale yeah. skin as if it could be paint. But would the He's like, let me feel your dick, bro. Flesh and bone and muscle, just as they are. <laughs> Popping a feel. He's like, damn, nice tries, dude. How do you work out, Planet Fitness? <laughs> Guys, if I may, I think uh, the planet needs to realize what's happening, and we need to do what's happening here. Uh, we need to stay where we are and uh, ha maybe once every five years have a delegation to go uh, abroad and and move somewhere. But the way that we're living now, we can't just fly everywhere, okay? We have the internet, so everyone hunker down. We have the internet. We don't need to fly everywhere. Stay where you are live a f final flights home okay and then no one's going to another continent all right you got this can you entertain him for 10 minutes I'm gonna I, I got it flip. I'm gonna unpause it right. don't unpause it don't unpause it well you can't force me to okay well who could resist anywhere else in the country I was a bookie gambler healed by cops day and night but here I'm Mr. Sam Rothstein, and running a casino. And uh, to me, uh, that's like selling dreams for money. Oh, honestly, Pam, don't make me do this. No, I'm not. I'm <laughs> okay, if I if I unpause it, no, 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 
it's don't unplug it. I just buzz at it. <laughs> I know. No, I, I want to have a smoke up it. Well. Dude, uh, yeah, come outside then. I'm well. We're all we're all doing. We need a. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the like technical totally things. I can put on a. Ah, oh, lifting the veil. Callers. Callers, don't call in for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh, get yourselves ready. Keep watching First Contact with the tribe Tulumbi by, by minute. Oh, we're on part four. We're on, we're on part two of the English dub. Just... um. Let's play uh, the Strokes, Interpol. Let's play the Muse. Let's play Mars Volta. Ah, fuck that. I'm going to play some Bob Marley. I'm still going through my phase. Get up, stand up. Get up, stand up. Turn that shit off. You still going through your phase? Yes. Yes, I am. Chill out, everybody. Just wind down. Just find yourself an island out in the sun and uh, get out there. Enjoy it while you can. Smoke what you got because there's no more shipments coming from abroad. Hey, start planting things if you're able. Plant your things because uh, you're going to have to start growing your own things eventually. Don't forget to give us a call at 415-550-0511. Don't forget about us. Yes, I know. Yes, I know. Yes, I know now. Oh, yes, I.
shenanigans are upon us. All right, uh, so this is the second hour. Some call me Tim on day three of Corona. It's the 18th of March, 2020. Y'all still alive. Hey, I'm really excited that we're creating ephemeral objects. <laughs> we're creating digital ephemeral objects that will live on the internet until the power goes out or whatever that means or <laughs> whatever. Because if it's truly the end times, we're not going to have power, right? And then, and then the, and then, then the first contact shit becomes important. We're like, matches. We have a lot of matches here at Mutiny Radio. I'm going to start hoarding those. Don't take my matches. <laughs> no, if you guys want to, don't come here um, unless you've already been here or you're wearing a hazmat suit. <laughs> like, Can you put like the live Sam. stream back up, Pancake? Sam wants the live stream back up because it's not real unless somebody's watching. No, why do you, you got to be like that? I'm, hey, because it's, because it's, it's the aesthetic that I believe in. Is that it? You know my armies? You can just like no, I don't. Get out and just like that. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep living in the past here and uh, cool. You can do anything you want, it's your world, Sam. Necessarily approve of these shenanigans. He's wearing a hazmat suit, and now he's like on the corner of 19th and and uh, wherever we are. I know. Don't come down here. Stay in your homes. If you're listening to us, thank you. Press the donate button. It's getting silly, but um, you know, give us a call 415-550-0511. Tell me how you're doing. I'm actually interested to see how you're coping and if there is enough on Netflix did they preload Netflix enough with enough stuff that everybody's going to be okay <sighs> everyone needs to watch everything all the time there's lots of books i know we're not allowed to go to the library anymore but there were there are books there still i have a lot of books don't come to my house <laughs> i'm partially joking but i'm partially serious i mean i there are rules set in place by the people above for a reason, and I totally get that, and that's really important. But then we have to wonder, like, are the people in charge having our best interest at heart, and do we believe that they do? And I think that in a city as a whole, like, I fucking trust London Bree. She's a badass. Like, she's, she's a local San Franciscan, and I feel like she has all of our best interests at heart. I really do. So thanks for doing that. And being like, you know, I also believe in Gavin Newsom, and he's the governor right now, and it's like, I believed in him. I've, I've always felt like he's had our best interest at heart, and I love his hair, and I would buy a used car from him any day of the week. So, but I, I don't know, what is it, what it makes people want to be politicians? Who wants to be in charge and have people trust them? Don't trust me. Everything I'm saying is fake news and total opinion and free speech and all that stuff. But 
I don't know, people that actually try to be in charge and think about the good of everyone, thanks for doing that. And I hope that everybody keeps sort of that communal idea. And I don't, I don't want to be like a conspiracy theorist and believe that they're trying to cull the thoughts of liberal America by shutting down the Bay Area. Because that's the hubris of, you know, so we're so, our thought is so important as socialists and liberal weirdos that could, do we actually have an effect? Or we have so much of an effect that they would try to shut it down? See, that's where the conspiracy theories come in. Anyone who knows Alex Jones, tell him to call us 415-550-0511. You too, call us up. Boys are being crazy on the corner, and I don't necessarily approve of that because <laughs> they are not speaking for me or for Mutiny Radio. They're speaking for themselves on the corner. So, and I guess they're TikToking it because that is really important to the kids. Is this TikTok stuff? Okay, cool. I have a typewriter at home, so everything's gonna be okay. We'll keep creating ephemeral documents thought and try to convey them to people. Let's, uh, let's fucking Bob Marley convey some shit and, um, we'll give me a call, please, 
gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be fine. It's the same. It's. I mean, we were all. We're all every time you know, we're born and we're facing death from the moment we're born. So, we're still facing the same mortality we always have been. So, I mean, I guess it's scary for some people to think about it for the first time in a long time. But us stand-up comedians have been thinking about killing ourselves for years. So we're like very in touch with. <laughs> Thank God 5150s don't work anymore, right? Just kidding. Um, no, I mean, thinking about your own mortality, isn't that, like, part of life? And, like, what is, why does, why do all those religions exist and stuff unless we have an immense and crippling fear of death? Hmm. Well, 415-550-0511. It was a buffalo soldier in the heart of America. Kevin Quigley's going to call in. That's exciting and fantastic. Yeah, 415-550-0511. Please call in. And uh, we're here and hanging out, getting deep or not, whatever. Just hanging out. Keep being alive. Yay. I was just telling the radio listening audience that this is no different than any other day for me because I'm constantly facing my own mortality and feeling like I'm either going to kill myself or I'm going to die any second of every day. So this is like nothing. This is just like any other fucking day. We're the artists. We suffer for everyone more because we're the conduits, and we burn out quickly. We we have um, the main line to the universe, and we um, 
we, we give it back to ourselves, but um, the powers that be are so good at separating us and keeping us fearful of separating ourselves from, from the status quo. And being different and being in touch with the divine as opposed to being in touch with the status quo. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, good. When I thought you're I got when you. you're done I'm at catching what you're throwing. When you're done at work, the kids say just I'm go vibing home. with you. Yeah. When you're done with work, just go home and watch TV. And then and then let me show you some commercials for the next thing you can buy. I used to be that person. No, I used to be like I used to work in a corporate job and come home and watch TV till I fell asleep on my really nice couch that I bought and you know and and then on the weekends I'd have big parties because I'd go to Costco and the joke was like, Oh my god, when you go to Costco you can't get out of there without spending a hundred dollars. Am I right? It's just so hilarious. And it wasn't a joke then, it was like a true thing. Like all I did was spend money and drive my Lexus around and fucking watch TV and figure out what I was gonna buy on the weekends and what you know. But you broke free. You separated sure. yourself from the norm. Yep. Alienating yourself yeah, sometimes. Yeah, definitely. When you walk away from a cult, everyone you know, every your whole support system is shunning you and treating you terribly. Well, you're well, actually we doing the right thing for yourself if you walk away from th these kinds of oppressive things. <laughs> what are we going to say? What are we going to say, Pam? Nothing. I forgot my thought. Walking Sorry. away from a cult. Walking away from a cult. Yeah. Well, it just, mm, it's hard to, it's, it's hard to have money and then leave it. It's hard because you, because all you, you see all the stuff and things that money can provide. But then sometimes like your economy just gets different. And like I've always, I, uh, Aaron Atkins called it, I, I love cheese, which is why if I nanny for people, I make sure they have at least nine kinds of cheeses in their cheese drawer. Oh, jeez. Because, no, I'm not nine. Nine oh, is geez. great. That's when I'm like, oh, my God, I want to work for these people. I, but there's, you know, there's the things I used to be able to buy for myself that I don't have access to anymore. So I've found access in different ways to the things that I still like. Oh. I well, really like expensive wine. But pro props to you. You, you found a way to usurp um, living the lifestyle to still have the, the taste that you acquired fulfilled well and now it's there's no point in it anyway because you could give me charles shaw and i'd be like oh this is great wine i can't taste any wine anymore it's all memory of if you tell me it's good i believe you it's, oh. it's the cat food thing you could feed me cat food and i'd be like oh this is great if you told me it is what whatever you said i'd believe you stinky cheese and uh the fermented fish that comes in a can that when you open it you stain your house with that smell i it wouldn't matter. A durian, you could bring in one of those fucking freaky ass things from another country that smells like dead people, and I'd have no idea. Okay. There, not nothing. There was something. Everyone kept saying something smelled dead. <laughs> in this one place, I was hanging out a lot at. I don't want to badmouth them. Okay. Everything's fine now, but <laughs> um, I didn't smell it at all. Yeah. Anyways. Sam looks like he's going to go paint a really expensive house. <laughs> Speaking of, we need uh, carbon monoxide detectors uh, up, to, up to date, everyone. And everyone listening and everywhere that I visit. Uh, I guess I'll just buy my own and bring them to the places that I frequent. And because um, I'm tired of <laughs> getting car uh, carbon monoxide poisoning 
in uh, on surprise. Well, see, that's fun. It's almost like getting nitrous. It's like getting whippets without your knowledge. You know, you start getting high and you don't know what's going on. You're just like, <laughs> I feel like I gotta pass out right now. This feels good. Hell yeah. And so, thanks for the free high. Yeah, but I'm saving our lives. Right. From a a pleasant send off. It is so pleasant. Ju- you know, a co- when you're about to slip into a coma, it feels so right just I've to fall asleep. I read the Jack London stories about the guy who dies. He's free. Th- he doesn't listen to the it's a man versus nature story. And he's out and then he loses his last mat. He gets a fire going finally. And then this poof, this thing it melts. He he does a fire under a tree and then the heat from it melts the snow so that it falls on his fire and it kills oh, his fire. No. And then his dog, like there's all these signs that Jack London plants throughout the story of ways that he could have not died. And you don't know that he died until the end, but he's, cause he's so happy and he just like floats off. And then you get the perspective of the dog at the end. Cause the dog lives. Oh. Cause the dog buries itself in the snow, which is the no. fucking, it's like the um, Han Solo trick, you know? Oh, um, did describe that? Han Solo didn't have to cut open the Tauntaun to put Luke Skywalker inside of it to save him, to keep him warm. He could have just buried himself in snow because you create like a little, like your body, snow can actually insulate you if you're in it. Oh, and yeah. And so you make yourself a little snow tunnel. It's a, it's the trick the dog was supposed to teach him, but well, the guy wasn't listening to the dog. Have you ever read that Jack London story? No? It's like, anyway, it's a do- short story. A dog really has good. fur to... Uh, insulated right and snow is itself very insulating exactly. when you're in it um, so you have to just build yourself a little snow cave yeah and then, and then he would have survived but he didn't so anyways well. jack london oh the things we learn from reading yeah everybody go out get the collected works of jack london they're really really good it's in a big big fat book and he lived here and lived in oakland that's why they call it jack london square and there was a bar that he liked to frequent and he would go up to Napa all the time and hang out in weird hot springs and shit. And yeah. He was like a notorious drunk. He was actually super interesting. He tried to sail all the way to like Papua New Guinea or something. And it was him and his lady. And they didn't make it. <laughs> they, well, they were alive or whatever, but they, they, didn't, they couldn't survive. The trip was longer and more different than they imagined. So, But he fancied himself like an explorer like that shit, you know? Yeah. Jack London. The yep. pioneer. Yeah, great writer. Yeah. In great stories. I One of my first authors I really connected with. He has a hut, like, in, in Jack London Square in Oakland, like, at the pier of... Um, yeah, Jack London Square in yeah. Oakland, yeah. Right next to Alameda. Alameda. You just build a moat, and you can keep out the riffraff. It's true. It's impossible to get there. There's There were some comedy shows out there, but I never get to Alameda because... You have to go under or oh, – there's no – BART doesn't go there. There's no transport. There's buses. Ugh, but that's such a pain in the ass. Like I'm going to take BART from – and then what's the reason to go to Alameda? It's like – I don't know. You have a scooter. I'm, I mean there's no – I feel no reason to ever go there <laughs> except for the, like the one cool comedy show that's like once every – anyway, doesn't matter. There's no more comedy. It's dead. So BART is not running. Right? No, Bart's running right now. No way. Yeah, Bart's running and Muni is still going. It's just a ghost town on on the Muni buses and the whatnot. And everybody really should, like, you know, uh, listen to the people stay home. I'm g- 
again, I'm only out because I don't connect with any old people or children. And I've already been in this space, and it's kind of like a residence, and I'm not really – and media is important. And you should give us a call, 415 We heard Kevin Quigley was going to call. See, that's the thing. That's entropy is right what's in front of you. I just did those chords yesterday and made them all not suck, and now they're all jumbled up again. So it's just entropy, how everything just moves around. And Anyway, here we are, Mutiny Radio. Entropy is upon us. Um, and, uh, yeah. It's not the end of days. Let's have more hope. I think, um, I think we're buying into it and we're feeding it. So let's not, let's not continue the cycle. I want to have a, a little spring cleaning of our emotions right now. Well, it's actually not a bad idea if people are trapped in their homes to fucking clean them. Like, <laughs> you haven't been there. Hey, I, I'm, I live in San Francisco. That means my, my living room is a bar. My bar is closed. So once you're in your own home, it's like, oh, what do you do? Clean your house. Go. It's, it's springtime. Get, get that Dyson out. Get high and 